Hello and welcome to section two, episode twenty-six of the LUFC Fan Zone podcast. I'm Sam Isles. And I'm Jack Ellis. And each episode we'll be talking to an ex Leeds United player or manager about their time at the club. Last episode was the first section with Eric Backer, and in the first half of the interview we spoke with Eric about his first few years at the club, something which is a very successful time for Leeds because in Eric's first two seasons at the club, Leeds finished fourth and fifth in the Premier League. He also spoke about Leeds' Champions League run in 2001 and he seemed to suggest that himself, as well as the rest of the Leeds squad, knew that they were going to be going into that tournament as underdogs. But none of them cared because they all believed that they could beat anyone and any team that they played across Europe that season. Yeah, that group that year was was (laughs) what could only be described as a group of death, really. Barcelona, (laughs) AC Milan, Besiktas and obviously Leeds qualified. The last game after drawing at the San Siro with a famous goal by Don Matteo, as we all probably know. And then Leeds advanced to the second group stage against Madrid and Lazio and Anderlecht and qualified and beat Deportivo in the quarterfinals, but unfortunately lost to Valencia in the semis. But as far as Eric, he was saying that he enjoyed the run. You could tell by his voice that he was very reminiscent and just loved that time at Leeds and playing in them games against them sort of teams. Yeah, and he also spoke about his arrival at Leeds and why he wanted to join the club. Coincidentally, Leeds spent over £70 million in his first two seasons at the club, something which he said he wasn't aware was going to happen when he first arrived, but he seemed to suggest that those big-name players that arrived at Leeds took some time to all gel together, which is why they probably didn't achieve Peter Ridsdale's ambitions, which was potentially to win the Premier League or at least qualify for the Champions League, which didn't happen in his final couple of years in the Premier League, of course, as we all know. Rio Ferdinand, Olivier Decor, and Robbie Keane, just to name a few, were all big-name signings for Leeds and all arrived within Ridsdale's first two years at the club. And Eric himself was one of Leeds' first signings during that era. However, Leeds probably didn't play as well as they should have, especially after missing out on the Champions League in the 2001-2002 season. And Eric himself seemed to suggest that, because although all the arrivals were young, hungry, talented players, they just didn't have that time to gel. And you can have the best team in the world, but if they don't know how to play with each other, then you're not going to get the best results. Yeah. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to the previous episode in section one with Eric Backer, or if you've missed any of our other shows, they're all available on Spotify, YouTube and Apple Podcast, simply by searching LUFC Fan Zone Podcast. Just before we go into today's show, today's episode is sponsored by the Mystery Football Kit Co. So the guys over at Mystery Football Kit Co have reached out to us and happily agreed to sponsor the podcast and support us as a small business ourselves. Uh, they are Leeds fans and what they are offering is a mystery football kit box and if you're not sure what a mystery football kit box is it's the opportunity to get your hands on a shirt you might not have got before it's from any team from any time including this season as well all over the globe all you have to do is select your size on their website as well as any kits or colors you don't want to feature in your mystery box so obviously you'll be selecting no red kits in that category straight away and your very own mystery shirt will arrive on your doorstep and you won't know what kit you've received until you open up. All of their shirts are hand-picked to each order, and every item is of high quality, and I must emphasise as well, genuine, brand new football shirt from either this year or any previous year from any club around the world. 
But back to today's show. And that's where we left it for the first section of the show with Eric. And all seemed very positive in section one. However, in this second section of the show, Eric speaks about the demise of Leeds United and the club's fall from grace, going from playing the Champions League semi-finals to being relegated to the Championship in just a couple of seasons, as well as the huge financial troubles that followed. We rejoin the interview with Eric speaking about the arrival of Terry Venables, someone who replaced David O'Leary as manager of Leeds United following a fifth-place finish in the Premier League and a failure to qualify for the Champions League for a second successive season. That managerial change seemed to be the start of the decline for Leeds, both on and off the pitch. On it, Terry Venables was O'Leary's replacement, someone who had joined Leeds with a vast amount of managerial experience, having managed England, Tottenham and even Barcelona prior to his arrival at Ellen Road. But what did you make of that appointment and how did he differ from O'Leary? Two different managers, two different styles of playing. Uh, Terry Venables, more international manager maybe, uh, more tactical uh, but I get a great on with uh, with him as well. Of course, you have to adjust and be professional. And of course, when a manager like him, him comes in to draw with the with the things he's been through, of course, you listen and see what he would want to come with. But it was not an easy job for him to come in because uh, players were sold. It was like something was splitting up. So. And I think that's why uh, Olaria, when you look back at it, I think that's why David Olaria as well had to go because he wasn't probably agreeing what was happening in the club. You could see it was going one way. And um, of course, um, it's not easy to pick up the pieces for Terry Venables at the time. Um, but um, I think he did a good job with the resources he had and tried to establish the ship there. So um, I had just a good thing to say about uh, him as well. It's, of course, it's. Um, um, yeah, it's a different type of manager, but very good man, very good man, honest with the players, and of course been through a lot with England and as you said Tottenham, and uh, so he had uh, in the group. Uh, everybody, of course, respected him as well. Off the pitch, it was beginning to be clear that Leeds' financial problems were getting worse and starting to affect the first team squad. At the start of that 2002-2003 season, Leeds failed to spend the money that they had in previous years and instead sold two valuable players in the summer transfer window, losing Rio Ferdinand to Manchester United for £30 million, which at the same time was a British transfer record, and as well Robbie Keane to Tottenham for £7 million. And although they were two huge losses, how much of an effect did this have on you as a team that season? If you see that two of your best players are leaving, it kind of gives off the impression to the rest of the squad that, you know, which direction is this team going in? Yeah, uh, the, the ambitions and expectations are still there. I think that's maybe kills everything because uh, from the supporters, from everything around, we're still going to be in top four positions. And we knew that, you know, it's going to be very tough because uh, we're losing uh, maybe some of our best players. But we were still fighting for it, of course, to play the football we want to. And and then uh, the the way we played the, the following two or three years, it's so good football as well. When uh, you know Leeds, Leeds supporters and everyone watch Leeds at Ellen Road, the way we played, the way we attacked, the way we the intensity. I, I would say some of the football they're playing nowadays with the BL sides similar similar to what we did as well. It's you know it's very quick attacking football. So. So it's um, to go into a different style of football a little bit as well. We did not the same type of football, a little bit slower, more tactical. I think, and I don't think it suited um, the way Leeds should be, uh, the way Leeds should play because it should always be high intensity, it should always be 
how to play against, you know, and, and, and take the teams instead of defending. Uh, of course, you have to defend, but you need to take the game. Um, and that's what's in the uh, what I've learned to be in leagues and the team I played in there at the best. It's you take the game and um, you, you want to try and um, uh, yeah, you, you want to control the game. So um, it was a big change in that type of football as well. The way we played before under O'Leary and coming into Venables and other coaches, it was it was different type. And then coming in different type of players. Uh, like we did use before, we just the players coming in have to run up and down quickly. Now it was more international coming in, maybe not so quick. So it was a big change in the player material, the way we wanted to play as well. I think that changed a lot, and then uh, the direction the club went into. Then it was a big change for what I'm used to when I came to Blitz. Leeds did escape relegation that season, however, by just five points with a win over Arsenal at Highbury on the penultimate game of the season, all but securing survival. But on the personal level for yourself, you played almost every Premier League game that season, and understandably, you would have been unhappy with where Leeds finished that season. With the 15th place finish, combined with Leeds' financial problems, which were clear to see, were you ever tempted to leave the club at all at the end of that 2002-03 season? Because a lot of other key first-team players departed Leeds following that poor year, including Harry Kuehl, Nigel Martin and Olivier Decor. Uh, no, it was, I had a long contract with Leeds and uh, my focus was to be there. And of course, uh, one of the, what I remember is strange, the highlights is, you know, to be fighting, to be able to, to fighting for relegation and you know the way we won at Arsenal, and then the Arsenal game was very special as well. It's because it's uh, if we won against Arsenal, Man United would have, would have won the league, so we, we didn't want to win. <laughs> we had to. <laughs> so uh, and, uh, so Peter Reid uh, took over there, didn't he? Before uh, the, that games, so he came in and did very well. Uh, changed a little bit mentality of the group, and so we I think we won the last five out of seven games. I think so. So, um, but um, yeah, it was. How to say it's uh, disappointing, of course, but uh, for myself it was not. Uh, I was just proud of playing at Leeds. I didn't have, I didn't have any thoughts about leaving from Leeds uh, before a little bit later when you know change, things changed in the club to make that uh, I had to do the change. So for me, I'm just uh, me and my family were very happy at Leeds, and always you know for me it wasn't about being in the top five or six. It's all about playing for a great club and and um, playing in the Premiership every week. So so for myself, it was not even a thought to, go, to leave. That following season started poor once again for Leeds. And before long, the side were in the relegation zone and continued to be so for the majority of that season. And as well as the poor results, just 10 games into that year, Leeds lost yourself through an injury, which was the first of a series of long-term injuries during your time at Leeds. How did that feel for yourself? Because not only did you have a long-term injury, but you were unable to help Leeds in what was inevitably going to be a relegation battle. Yeah, it was just something I had to operate my knee because I played six, seven months with a bad knee. So it was just uh, it's been too much football on, on it and I pushed it too far. So I had to go in and make operation. I went to America for two weeks, uh, did my uh, patella knee uh, injury. So... And then it, I think that after that, it just my Leeds career went down, same as the club. I didn't recover quickly after that. And then, uh, of course, uh, not to be able to 
to be, uh, be I, I think I played a few games in January, February, March. That year. Then I got a new injury because uh, I pushed, I tried to come back early. So, so it was very, um, yeah, it was very bad season for me and myself and the team. And of course, when we went down in Bolton, I was in, in Norway to, I remember those days. My, my first, I went back home early because I was injured. And first of May, my boy was my first son was born, and the second of May, Leeds went down. So those two dates in 2004, I remember. So yeah. it's uh, so it was of course it was a big disappointment to to see that, but it had to come because the club was just run in, in a very bad way. So we players saw it coming. Still with that team we had as well. Still with my Viduka, Al Smith, we had some great talent still in that team. Dominic was there, so um, but it wasn't enough. It was just it was just like the the balloon as uh, someone put it into the balloon. It was just we had to take a step down, and of course that was a big blow for everybody. And that following season, Leeds began the campaign, and under yet again another manager with Kevin Blackwell replacing Eddie Gray. And that season, Leeds were in reported debt of almost £100 million. And before the season had started, Leeds sold a combined 14 players, including James Milner, Mark Viduka and Alan Smith, and brought in 16 first-team players for a combined value of £1 million, most of whom were free transfers and players who were nearing the end of their career. Obviously, Leeds had just fallen out of the Premier League, but was the aim that season to try and stay in the Championship rather than go back to the Premier League at the first time of asking? Well, uh, it was a big change uh, with the manager, with coaches coming in, with players coming in. The players was going in a different direction. We're not getting in Premiership players now. We're getting in uh, more like Championship players. So um, for myself and some other players, there was of course I was just coming back from my injury, so I had to just build myself up again and um, just to focus about getting my self fitness back and getting myself into the team and playing for Leeds again. So. Uh, the ambitions of was of course to go back up again. Of course, uh, there's no question of doubt that it uh, was just about going straight up again. Um, I think Leeds, when uh, whatever day, and doesn't matter if you were you in the championship or the, of course you fell down lo- longer as well. Then you, your aim is just to go back up again because that's where you belong. So the ambitions and um, the, the, the way. Everybody wants Leeds to go back. You can't say anything different. So I think that was in the group as well. Even though you know it's going to be tough, you you, you get. I think uh, uh, we got to the play final that year, didn't it? So uh, so it was it was close, but the team wasn't good enough. To be fair, uh, I went. Yeah, I, I went out on loan as well that year to uh, to Aston Villa for five months to, with um, the old manager. Yeah, the. To say it like this way, it was Ken Bates who wanted me out. <laughs> so it was not me. I, of course, I was forced out to go on loan. It was just if the, the club wanted me to stay, I would have stayed. But they, they tried to get me and Gary Kelly out of the team. So, and at, uh, at the end, uh, I just had to focus on myself. And even though I lived in Leeds and went back and forward to Birmingham every week uh, in February, I, I still wanted to go back to Leeds. And I did. So um, it was just. So many owners, so many different things. It was not a good atmosphere. What what I was used to it was just lack of quality. Of, I would say in the old old apartments. So just uh, and that you can see that what happened in the years coming. That's you need to have quality in all departments if you're going to be in the Premiership. That's um, 
not only players, but the rest as well. Yeah, and like you mentioned, you went out on loan to Aston Villa, who were in the Premier League, even though leaving the Championship. But you did spend three years at Leeds in the Championship. And after making 168 appearances in your first four seasons at Leeds, you were limited to just 25 in your final three because of injuries. Through no fault of your own, of course, not only were Leeds still in serious financial trouble, but you're also reportedly one of Leeds' highest earners. So because of that, when you were injured, did you ever feel any pressure to regain your fitness? Or, like you mentioned, Ken Bates, was that ever a factor in you trying to get back fit? I think it's just uh, the campaigns and the chairman. They, they wanted to get uh, all the big, uh, big boys uh, out, of course. Uh, uh, and I was not the best owner before. There was uh, <laughs> the, the, you can see all the best players was gone, but it was me and I think uh, Kels was still there um, uh, left. So uh, we felt the pressure that, that we didn't want. We, I felt the pressure that even though I had a good relationship with the manager and everybody, I didn't feel like. You know, he was pushed on by the chairman as well to get us out. So even though maybe the manager wanted me there, he was forced to take me out. So um, it was just, uh, it was not a good atmosphere. It was not what I expected, like the things I've been before. And I understand why they tried to get us out in one way, because um, as well, it's uh, when you have players for myself who's been injured and cost the club a lot of money, of course, you like to move them on, even though, of course, it's... Um, as you said, I didn't play enough games for the team. I was a little too much injured. Uh, so it's in the two, three years last, uh, when the downfall of 2004 and five, like the rest of the club was for myself as well. I didn't perform at all. So, and then the club couldn't use me. So, um, just disappointing that my last two years at, at Leeds, even though I think I played uh, in 2006 before I went uh, from August, August, September. I felt I was coming up again, but then uh, the chairman told me again that I had to go. And then I went back to Norway because it was just, uh, uh, I wanted to do some different things. I was a lot injured. I needed to change the environment. I needed to, it was only 29 at the time. I wanted to change. I had a little boy and I wanted to get the, the fun back with football. Uh, and having a good time and Brand hadn't won the league for 45 years so I wanted to come back and try and win something there so and try and get my fitness back and then see what happens but uh, because I had offers from uh, Blackburn from Sunderland to stay in England but I didn't feel like playing for other I think if I moved on to other English club there I would have been disappointed because what I, what I had the leads uh, I couldn't get back so um, and I didn't want to play for any other clubs either because it's it's. Uh, I think it would just be a disappointment for me. But as well, change of environment to go do something differently and move home and try and retain my fitness. I think that was the main thing. And tired of Ken Bates. <laughs> <laughs> as a lot of people were at the time. So yeah, just on the topic yeah. of that 2006-7 season, you know, like you just touched on, which was your third and final year in the Championship with Leeds, and you did manage to return to match fitness and feature in the first few games of that season. And However, after starting the first three games, you were completely dropped from the squad and then Leeds themselves released a statement saying that you wouldn't play for Leeds again. So was there anything which changed during that first game of the season to the time when Leeds released that statement? Because it was a very, very bizarre act from Leeds. Yeah, it was just it's a mess. I think they just wanted to put me in their frame line that I was fit. And, you know, and get me back playing, and then 
they made the decision that I'm going to go. So I didn't speak to anyone at the club. They just told my agent and uh, the agent told me, you know, I was back in Norway because it was September. It was an uh, international break. So I had to make, I had to make, uh, and one day, uh, 31st of August, I had to make, make the decision if I'm going to go to Brand or go back to England. So uh, my wife was in England, so she wanted to stay in Leeds. <laughs> but uh, so um, I made a decision in two, three hours time that I had to had to leave in Leeds, and it was a tough decision because. But uh, I, I wasn't welcome there, and I could see what was going on. This this team wasn't never gonna um, go anywhere. Uh, the club wasn't going to go anywhere for the next few years, and then there's no point of me staying there. So even though I had one year le- year left on my contract, I was like. I would just think that uh, oh, I need to change, and it was enough at that time. So, but there was no com- communication from the club to me. It was just that just sums up what Leeds was all about, and and, and uh, it's not what I've known for when I came to Leeds. It was a big optimism. The player, the chairman, the manager, the staff, everyone was so kind. Um, so it, it changed a lot, of course. Following that statement from the club, it was announced that you would be leaving Leeds. And like you said, you returned to Norway with SK Brandt. Did you feel sad at the way things ended for you at Leeds? Because after such a successful time in the first few seasons at the club and in the Premier League and the Champions League, it seems that the departure wasn't on the best of terms because of the involvement of money. Or in a way, were you glad to leave Leeds because of the financial situation and the, the feelings around yourself at the club at that time? Yeah, yeah, I need to change. Uh, I just need to change. Uh, I've just it's, it come up to then it's been a year or two. It's just been it's just been a mess, and then you just have to do something differently. And that agent told me I had to go uh, because it was uh, it's my career as well, and I was only twenty nine. I need to do something differently. So because uh, I still could play for the national team, I still could maybe go somewhere else to playing. I'm still young. So if I I think I, if I had stayed in Leeds, I still would have been a worse player because, as well, the way they play football, the way they did things, it was not what I'm used. To, what we, yeah, it's not. Uh, I didn't see myself developing as a player there even more, and then it was very easy for me to take a step back. And the last few years was like this. Uh, it's not only about me. I think many of the players, Gary Kelly, everyone felt like this. We didn't feel wanted, and then if you're not feel wanted for a long time. It's not the point of even though you love the supporters, you love the club, you love everything, but uh, still you just have to have to change the environment, of course, and then uh, move on. Although to the fans, we sort of knew how bad the situation was behind the scenes, but how bad actually was it? Like, for example, when Leeds were first relegated from the Premier League with the problems that they had. Could you see them being escalated in the way that they did and seeing the club relegated to League One? Or was that sort of hidden from yourself and the squad? Uh, um, it just, uh, I think it's, um, when you're in there, you, you don't think that you're going to go this way, but uh, uh, you can see it, but not League One, of course. You don't think, but I didn't think we would go up. I don't think Leeds would have go up uh, to, to, to Premiership. That's why... I didn't believe what was going on, and um, of course, it's a big club. It's, it's a big traditional club. Its expectations are high, if, and I think that for the players coming in from the lower leagues to go and play for Leeds, and expectations are there. I think that killed everything. 
because then it's okay to play for other clubs, but play for Leeds in Championship, it's not easy because then the expectation is that you're going to be in the top four in the Premier League. So, so I think um, of course no one could see what was going on that they're going to go so low because it's after my first when I left we just uh, played the player final. So of course I thought the Leeds going to be even though in the playoffs, but never thought about they're going to get relegated. No, no, I didn't think at all. And although Leeds did get relegated to League One after he left the club, the side did manage to get promoted back into the Championship in 2010 and then finally back into the Premier League last season for the first time in 16 years. But how do you think Leeds are doing in the Premier League this season? And, and although there has been more recent times COVID restrictions from this season and the back end of last, have you ever visited Ellen Road since your departure in 2006? Yeah, of course. I have... Uh... It's not been many times, but I've been three or four times over, I think. Uh, then I have a lot of friends still, neighbours, uh, sticks at the club. <laughs> still yeah. talk to them. Yeah. Katie at the ticket office. So uh, I can see the, at the TV many of the, the same people are working there. And of course, I have um, friends, um, or a few other friends in Leeds. So of course, I've been over a few times. So... Um, we're following Leeds every week. Yeah. Uh, the way they play now, the intensity they play, the football they play, I think it's it's good to have Leeds back in the Premier League. We're waiting a long time on this. But as well, the, the way they've come into the Premier League, the way they take the take the matches, the way they play, I think it's something the Leeds fans like, the way they play. I think that's part of um, uh, what, it, what I know as well about the, the identity of Leeds United, the way they... Uh, it should be attractive football, offensive football, intensity football. Of course, when you watch Leeds now, it's not it's not boring. <laughs> it's, yeah. you, sometimes you can uh, come in some other goals at the back, but at least scoring a lot of goals. So I think Bielsa, the way he come into Leeds with um, the philosophy, it's a little bit crazy, but still it, it works at Leeds. And I think that's it had to be something crazy to take us out, to uh, take Leeds out of um, of the championship. So. Uh, um, it's very good to see that the, the way they're progressing now. I think if you can just move on now, getting two, three or four new uh, addition to the squad next year, I think you can move on uh, to even finish in top six. So, but um, I think it's um, yeah good to see that um, getting the Premiership back, and of course feeling sorry for all the fans who not can coming into the world. But you know, next year you're going to go. So now you got one point, you forty points. You know you're going to be there. So. So it's, um, I think, something all these supports uh, deserve to get Premiership back. Uh, because it's, well, I remember when I was at Leeds, the following Leeds have every away match as well. It's just unbelievable. It's just it's something um, the players very appreciate to play for that club. It's it's a big following and and um, uh, the big interest in, in the city as well. So now that everyone is hungry for Premiership football, so it's... Uh, exciting times for Leeds, I think, coming up. As always, in this second section of the show, we put forward four questions to our guests, which have been submitted by some of our LUFC fans on Instagram followers. This week's first question comes from Hammy, who asks, During your time at Leeds, who was the most talented player that you played with? Yeah, uh, you can imagine all the, the talent group I came into coming through that Leeds. But uh, I'd say the biggest talent... Uh, Harry Kuhl, um the way he, yeah, the quickness in him, the the unfair, the unfair, uh, the, unf- the, the, the unfair way he, way, way, what he played like, uh, 
course, to play alongside him and the talent he had. I think he should have should have had a, a lot better career than he had. He could have been one of the best, but uh, a few injuries got him knocked him back, and he had to move to a, a worse club as well. <laughs> he should stay longer at Leeds, I think. But uh, Harry Kuehl, of course, is is up there, maybe at the biggest. This week's second question comes from Paul, who asks. When you played at Leeds, the side had a lot of highly rated and highly talented central midfielders, including yourself. However, which one of them did you most prefer playing alongside and why? Yeah, I can say uh, I played a lot with Stephen McAfee my first year. Great footballer, uh, great uh, passer of the ball uh, my first year there. But uh, of course, my second, uh, Oliver Dacourt, of course, it was great talent and yeah, I say maybe, but it's. I don't like to say because it was the team who was the best. I don't like to say one player because it's so many good players there. Yuli Boyer, you have uh, Oliver de Kort, of course, central midfield. So I say Oli because then, um, uh, yeah, maybe the uh, Kort on his best, uh, of course, easy to play with. And next up is Pete, who asks. When you arrived at Leeds, Alfie Harland was also at the club, who is, of course, a fellow Norwegian like yourself. And how much did he help you settle into life at Leeds for your first few months? And did he ever contact you before you moved to Leeds to advise you to come to Ellen Road? Because at the time, there was a number of reported interested clubs from England. Yeah, uh, Alfie didn't because he didn't want me to take his position. So he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't speak to Alfie before, but we had the same agent. So uh, I can't remember if he spoke to me before, but of course Alfie was very uh, was just living five minutes from me at Leeds as well. So um, even though you see Alan growing up now, he was a young boy at the time as well, running around there. So. Uh, now, Alfie was uh, very important in my first year there to look after me and get myself into the... to understand the English banter. It was not, not easy in the dressing room. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so um, now Alfie was a good boy and um, I still have a, a contact with him now as well uh, after we come back to Norway. And this week's final question comes from Martin Salbu, who asks... What is your best memory during your time at Leeds? And he also adds SNP, which he says is a Songnadel reference. Yeah, he's one of our, our biggest supporters. Stano Pau. It's like uh, marching on together, MOT. So, SNP uh, is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, it's always, I get these questions a lot. Uh, what's his biggest memories at Leeds? But it's just to play for a big traditional club. And the way uh, I think it's, uh, it's coming to El Road and plays those games for those fantastic players and all the friends I've got over there for my seven years in Leeds, it's just something that I think that's the biggest memories I, I'm going to take with me. And then, of course, many highlights with the games. And of course, in football, it's highs and lows. But so with my first four years at Leeds, it's um, something, um, yeah, meeting a lot of great people uh, in the city in the, in the state in the club uh, supporters and players and used to uh, be lucky to be, be a part of uh, the, the history of Leeds uh, um, so uh, as well as I said now it's times moves on and, and you can see now last year uh, three of the legends that when we have been over there has passed away and you know with Peter Lorimer as well the last one it's you know it's it's um, 
it's a it's a close family in Leeds, and uh, I think it's in, uh, what I would say is that the first five four years I felt like I came into the family, but then it was a few years when the family wasn't there. You know, now it's now it's uh, have hopefully the everyone in that club can move together and so they can move into a big family again because that's something I remember in Leeds it's very the fans and the and the, and the players are very close together and then hopefully next year now they will you can work again together it's uh, something um, it's been a dream to, to to be playing for the club and then uh, and then uh, hopefully I can go back next year next season and uh, to watch a game in the Premiership that's uh, something I'm looking forward to we hope so we can do that as well and that ends today's episode thank you to everyone for sending your questions and thank you so much for your time Eric it's been great having you on the show anytime see you we'll be back next week with another guest stay tuned for the post over on our LUFC fan zone Instagram later in the week thanks for listening <laughs>